Welcome to the Legendary Sports YouTube page. I'm Mike here with Micah and LQ. We're going to be breaking down every team from this offseason, giving them our offseason draft grades. We are starting with the AFC East. A lot of things have gone on in the AFC East. We've had a lot of conversations about this division because right now it's considered that it is potentially wide open with Tom Brady leaving and you have young QBs bringing in new QBs, bringing in star wide receivers. There's a lot to talk about, but first team up, the New York Jets. The New York Jets have been a team that have been known to be bottom barrel. But now with Sam Darnold and another season under his belt, Adam Gase is a second year as head coach. The Jets may be looking forward to move their way up on, uh, move their way up in the division. So we're going to start with going through what they've gained and what they lost, and then I'll send it over to Mike and LQ, and they can give you a breakdown of what exactly we think that they've done this season. So let's start with the ads. They added Rashard Perryman, wide receiver, Connor McGavin, uh, McGovern, the center, I mean, Greg Van Roden, a guard, George Fant, a tackle from Seattle. In the draft, they first three rounds, they added Mekhi Becton, Denzel Mims, and Ashton Davids, a tackle, wide receiver, and a safety. And they lost in free agency Robbie Anderson, their star wide receiver, and Brandon Shell, their tackle from last year. Losing the uh, tackle doesn't really matter when you add two tackles in George Fant and you get Mekhi Becton, so that's not really an issue. But there are still some question marks about the Jets. So, LQ, I'll send it to you first. What were your thoughts on the Jets' free agency? Uh, I think the Jets did a pretty good job in free agency, man. They addressed um, just about all of the needs that they didn't maybe address in the draft. like. Um, tackle and the offensive line was a big issue and a part of the development of Sam Darnold. Um, as you guys know, Le'Veon Bell is near and dear to my heart. Um, we haven't really seen the Le'Veon Bell of old because of that offensive line in New York isn't what we had here in Pittsburgh. So they've added on that offensive line, which was good. Um, talking about um, in free agency, losing Robbie Anderson was huge, but um, they replaced it with a uh, Rashad Perriman, um, who came on pretty strong last year with Jameis. Uh, I think those last three or four games, he uh, had maybe three or four touchdowns. So maybe um, he fills that void. I don't think he 100% can do everything that Robbie Anderson may be able to do. But um, as far as kind of filling that gap, I think he's a pretty good piece. Michael? Yeah, I definitely think the, the Jets went the conservative route, in my opinion, in free agency. They didn't make any um, super big splashes by getting, uh, you know, guys with high value off the market or things like that. But for a team that's kind of been in the either they go 6-10 and 10 or they're going 9-7 and seven kind of range, like they're pretty average, they filled in gaps to what I feel like they need to fill in, um, especially on the offensive side. Uh, their big needs, obviously, with the uh, loss of Robbie Anderson and uh, Brandon Shell were tackle and receiver, and they filled them both, whether it was actually in free agency or in the drafts. And actually they found a way to balance and do both. So – Really, you might see a, um, you might see two rookies end up starting on day one, or you might see two older guys getting the nod, and it's not a bad thing, especially in a division that's as open as the AFC East right now. You want to see what guys can do in these positions. Um, I'm not mad with anything they've done. I think their defense is definitely their strong suit, and I think they're going to rely on them once again with Jamal Adams being, if not the best safety uh, in the league, one of the best safeties in the league. And I think as a defense, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. Um, I did and just talk about the defense real quick. I did like that they got some death pieces with Ashton Davis and Bryce Hall. Um, and I think what day two and day three in the yep. draft, those are pretty good. Um, you know, they picked up, I remember they picked up uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, the undrafted free agent, um, Traheem Carter, all these guys are going to fill 
decent roles. And I think they might all see the field. And it's just, uh, you know, the Jets keep building what they're building. You can possibly see them in a wild card contention or something like that. They're just a pretty boring team. It's just about if they win these division games or not. But like we uh, said, it's pretty open right now. But as far as free agency goes, it was pretty boring, pretty standard. But it was good for them. Yeah, I think I agree there. They they didn't make any splash moves in the offseason. They kind of just try to replace whatever they're going to lose. I still have an issue. Like, we saw, we've saw, seen the good Bashar Perriman, but we've also seen the bad Bashar oh, Perriman. Yeah. So, like, what exactly are you going to get from him? Robbie Anderson, at least every week that he was healthy and playing, you knew, you knew what you were getting from him. On the other side, like, Denzel Mims, that's still a rookie. Rookie wide receivers can come on the scene immediately and make plays, but also, they can struggle. I mean, we thought Nikhil Harry coming out of Arizona State last year was going to be able to produce a lot for Tom Brady. Obviously, he was hurt for the first part uh, of the season, but when he came back, he was never able to even, like, replicate somewhat of, uh, somewhat of the production that we thought he was going to bring. So, it's Den- if Denzel Mobs is able to take up that Robbie Anderson role and be that number one receiver immediately, that works out. But if he doesn't, the Jets are in a situation where you're looking again, and it's Jameson Crowder as your best wide receiver and if you're Sam Darnold is that really what you want going into your third year as Jameson Crowder as your as your best wide receiver so uh before before we move on uh, to give our grades LQ you said you have a, a Sam Darnold take so let me hear it um so every quarterback uh needs to take that leap um we've seen it from all great quarterbacks uh, most recently taking that leap I think we've had uh Let's see. I, I'm trying to find somebody to compare him to, man. And it's really hard for me because he's different and he's strange. Uh, we've seen a lot of good Sam Darnold. We've seen a lot of bad Sam Darnold. I don't want to compare him to Baker Mayfield. Uh, that is definitely not his trajectory. No. But um, in the good times that we have seen him, we have seen him good in play action. And I, I mean, think you could, that – You can see, like, maybe, like, early Carson Wentz. Like, Carson Wentz, his first season, like, he was good, but he was, like – Let's let's see, but then he he had that MVP season before he got hurt. So where you like the reason why I probably wouldn't say Carson Wentz is because that offense was kind of catered and built around him in the Jets offense. There's no real continuity. So I, I feel like this year, since they got an offensive line around him, they've drafted a few different weapons. Um, Le'Veon Bell should be having a pretty good year. So that play action that he's been really good on and predicated at USC in college, maybe he can get back to that. So um, I think Sam Darnold could be a top seven quarterback in the AFC this year. Uh, in the AFC? In the AFC. The AFC. In the AFC. Okay. All right. All right. I would take All it. Right. You know what, though? I would take it a step further. I think if they come out and they get a wild card spot, you could possibly consider him the best QB in the division. That's fair. That, because that's, that's Tua's fair. a rookie. That was, was going to be my original I don't know. I don't know if Tua's going to play this year, and he's a rookie. And whoever quarterback starts in Miami besides Tua is – not it. That's, That's not, yeah. Josh Allen is. We'll get to the Bills next, but Josh Allen, y'all know how I feel about my man. He, he's a winner. <laughs> he's a baller, but he got a live arm. Let's just say that. And I, Jared Stidham. We don't know. I mean, the Patriots. We're gonna get to there. the Patriots too. Yeah. I hope they sign Cam because then he'll fill that role. But I don't think it's happening. So, so, so just just think about it. You got the um. Of course, you got the Lamar. You got the Pat. You know, that's that's that upper echelon. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is here. Yeah, He's right there. Got to get to Deshaun's up there. Yeah, right under that. Under, under to Deshaun. Be fair, too. Right there. Right behind him. Right to be there. fair, if Sam Darnold's on, like, the Raiders, bro, I think he produces more than Derek Carr does. Because, I mean, I haven't seen Derek Carr thrown down the field 
in a while since he got that injury. And I think him just having more confidence in, first of all, just health and more maybe more confidence with a guy like John Gruden around him. If Sam Darnold was, like, one of the Raiders, he could possibly see them being a better team, at least in the past. Like, David, uh, excuse me, Derek Carr is, like, a good quarterback and everything like that. But he's, like, I don't know. He, he reminds me a lot of, like, Kirk Cousins. But, you know. So, so Alki, you think that Sam Darnold hasn't been as consistent and as good as he's been because the team hasn't been catered towards him? And Mono. Of course, Mono. I mean, he got a new coach, and he's now, like, now that he's in his second year with his coach, he he knows the game. He's getting weapons. His his whole line is being rebuilt. He's from center to to tackle out. The whole line is being rebuilt. You think that he's now set and primed to become – take that next step and be a top – maybe if he's seven, if he's seven in the AFC, then a top – 12 to 15 QB in the NFL? Uh, so he went 17 and 15 his first year. Uh, the following year, 19 and 13. The passer rating went from a 77 to an 85. So there's some upper trajectory. Um, those yards went from uh, 2,800 to uh, 3,000. So we, we're moving upward. We're trending upward. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely possible for him to take that second leap. I'm thinking maybe around – 37 to maybe even 4k this year okay that's that should be that should be interesting to watch uh how the jets are able to how the jets are able to move forward I mean, if adam gates is the guy i mean no excuses at this point get it you get a new line you get a couple of receivers let's see let's see if you can work but let's get actually into the draft grades mike i'll start with you so what exactly are you giving the jets for their offseason um so for their offseason grades um considering their draft picks and, you know, the offseason moves that they've made, I feel like they get a C-plus, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I feel like they feel uh, they filled the holes they needed, but they didn't necessarily make any splash moves. Um, They played it pretty safe besides – I feel like they went with the script during the draft. The first two picks were probably the best of what they needed. They got Makai back then, they got Denzel Mims, and then they filled up on their defensive side, and that's okay. That's a safe draft and everything like that. But the splash moves and the moves that's going to take you from being average to great – and the AFC, they didn't really make that happen. So C plus, which is a good thing for them, they did not lose anything, which they could have. It could have been terrible for them. Like they lost two of the most productive offensive players. They could have went terrible. They filled in the roles, and then hopefully these guys will start playing better. But uh, a C plus for them is pretty good. LQ, uh, I'm going to agree. I'll say a C, uh, not a C plus. Uh, the reason why I'll give it a C is because I feel like um, last C- last off season was kind of their big money season. They got a uh, CJ Mosley and they got Le'Veon Bell. So in terms of their cap, I, I guess they kind of played it safe this year and not really doing too much with the big freeze and signing. So I understand it there. Um, as far as the draft picks, they kind of played it safe, getting the tackle in the first round. Um, I think his numbers are really crazy coming out of the combine. I think oh, yeah. he runs like maybe like a four, six, four, seven. So um, like just that kind of freaky speed. And then they have uh, Quentin Williams on the defensive side of the ball on the DN. That's what they got last year in the draft. So I think they didn't really need to – Stack up there. Um, they got the corner Bryce Hall, and then they got Lamar Jackson, as you said. So uh, that's pretty much shoring up that secondary that they got back there. So uh, they did pretty much decent. So um, nothing too good, nothing too bad. So I think the C is probably the best grade for them. Yeah, I went with a, a B minus because personally, as a, a former O lineman, nothing happens without your O line being set. And they realized that if Sam Darnold is going to be the guy of the future, you have to be able to protect him. They got uh, signed centers, guard signed a center or guard and a tackle in free agency. Drafted a tackle uh, in the draft, and with that, you're you're set. You're set for the next three years to make sure Sam Darnold is going to be protected, that he's not running around. Because when he can set his feet, when he's safe in the pocket, 
he can be deadly. We saw it at USC, and we've seen, like you said, the good games uh, against teams this year, uh, Cowboys game. So you played great against the Cowboys. Able to kill the Cowboys, who have a pretty good defense, um, and he was able to be great. And why? He didn't have any pressure. So I give him a B-. minus. Um, wide receiver obviously is still a worry, but Denzel Mims did fall further than we expected him to, and they were able to capitalize on that. That's always a positive when I think a player is really good and you get him a lot later than he should have. Um, I don't know much about Ashton Davis. I wasn't watching Pac-12 or Cal football, but apparently he's he's a heavy hitter. He's a he's a baller. Two thumbs up. Hey, if you if you have another, uh, reminds me of Taylor Rapp from last year. If you yeah. have another, if you have another player that you compare with Jamal Adams and just keep that defense the way it is, it's a pretty good pretty good off season for the Jets for me. But that's going to wrap it up for the Jets free agency. Up next, we have the Buffalo Bills, and that should be pretty interesting. But for Mike, for Mike and for LQ, we'll see you on the next video.